Hey everybody, today is a great day. You are listening to the DMV Wedding Pros Podcast and I am your host, Abigail Cole from Abby Doodle Productions Videography. On this episode, I talk with Jamie Taylor from J-Star's Flower Barn. We covered topics like the trending flowers in weddings right now, the staples in wedding flowers, how seasons can affect your bouquets and your installations, and some fun and personal tips on how to add interest to your wedding flowers. Jamie started her own business almost three years ago and has been working with flowers since she was 17 with lots of family in the flower business. She was married in 2013 and has three beautiful daughters and she cites them as her reason for creating her own business and they like to hang out in the flower barn along with her. And when I asked her what her favorite flower was, she said, I don't like just one. I want to use them all. (laughs) So without further ado, go ahead and listen in on my conversation with Jamie. Hey, Jamie, we are so excited to have you. So if you just want to go ahead and give yourself a little introduction. Sure. Um, like you said, my name's Jamie. Um, J-Star's Flower Barn is the name of my business. I'm located on the eastern shore of Maryland, about right smack dab in the middle of the shore, halfway between the beach and the bay. So I go anywhere from um, the Ocean City, Rehoboth beaches, all the way to Annapolis, um, and occasionally into Baltimore, D.C. Um, and... I kind of say that my style is Eastern Shore elegance. Awesome. So how far in advance are your clients reaching out to you? I am currently booking all the way into fall of 2020. So I've had clients book a full year, year and a half out. Um, More commonly, you're in the six to eight months, though. Okay. And um, obviously you do like bridal bouquets, but what are maybe some (laughs) of the other areas of expertise that you like to work on? So, yeah, I I do full-service wedding florals. I provide not only bouquets and boutonnieres, um, corsages, all the personal flowers. I also do designs for ceremony, which could be your arches or um, installations, and then centerpieces for reception and anything in between. Awesome. Yeah. I keep seeing this incredible installation you did at Kylan Barn and like over the barn doors. (laughs) I'm obsessed with that. It's so gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. That was a really fun one. Um, the, the bride came to me with that idea and I had to verify it with the barn owner and Uh he was super excited about it. So we just went for it. Awesome. I love that. So what is the collaboration like when you, you know, are talking to a bride and you're kind of pulling through from her ideas and your expertise, like how do you kind of come up with your game plan? Um, So the consultation process, what I typically do is send a kind of a questionnaire to my brides first, Mm -hmm. and that lets them put all their ideas kind of down for me in one place. Um, So they tell me kind of their theme they can send me inspiration pictures, you know, their, those favorite Pinterest photos. And then I take the information they give me and I start working on their quote. And so I'll use their ideas and their inspiration. And sometimes I pull some of my own and we can have a discussion about um, maybe some suggestions that I have that could enhance what they're thinking or ideas that maybe they hadn't thought of but would work for their aesthetic or their venue, things maybe I've done at that venue in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's all revolving around budget. So yeah. what will work for their style and their color palette and their loves and hates, but also what fits in their budget. Awesome. Yeah. 
have you noticed any particular trends? I know, I guess it kind of varies by season, but what do you feel like you get asked about a lot? So the color palette is always a trend. Mm-hmm. Um, blush and white is probably the two big ones and they're never going to go out of style. <laughs> so, you know, you're all white bouquets, a lot of times trying to find interesting things to make them not just look uh, basic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so including interesting textures and that kind of thing into white bouquets. Um, Specific flowers are sometimes trending, so I'm commonly hearing brides wanting to include anemones in at least Mm -hmm. their bouquet. Or um, the king proteas are really popular now. Um, They're a tropical bloom, they're really large, and they make a statement, Mm -hmm. and they're just interesting. So that's been popular. Mm -hmm. Um, The color mauve has come back and that's a really interesting one to try to fit because true mauve flowers are are few and far between but we um can do a mixture of colors and kind of get that tone Mm -hmm. um there is one specific rose that i like to use that is a more mauve shade um hearing a lot of ranunculus is really popular Hmm. and they're um a lot of times they're a smaller flower a little more delicate and we can use them in boutonnieres as well so it's nice to be able to pair the bouquet with the groom's boutonniere by having something like the ranunculus included um and then shape wise is the other thing that you're getting a lot of oh, yeah. the or, more organic style bouquets that people want, as opposed to you hear a lot of, I don't want them to look tight and compact and a bunch of flowers. And so they want the more um, flowing greenery and interesting shapes and lots of texture. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen a lot more texture in all kinds of bridal flowers now. I think that's really cool. And on the flip side of the trending stuff, is there some staples that you feel like are never going to go out of style? Right now, everybody wants eucalyptus as mm-hmm. far as greenery. Um, they have to remember that when it's popular like that, that can make it more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the um, things you get asked are greenery garlands. Uh, and you get the picture of a solid eucalyptus greenery garland, and they're beautiful they're not cheap. (laughs) Um, but that I think is, is here to stay for a good while. I mean, we always have roses because what's a wedding without roses. And, um, you're, you are seeing more of a push for the garden rose style. They're, um, they're the ones that actually smell really nice and they have a lot fuller and more texture to the bloom. Um, but there are some great standard rose varieties that are at a nice price cheaper price point and um, give that look. So roses aren't going anywhere. Hydrangea are still really popular yeah, for weddings. Um, they're a great uh, centerpiece option too. They take up a lot of space. So, you know, it helps with budgets using hydrangea. I don't typically like to use a lot of hydrangea in my bouquets because they require more water. And then in our climate and warm weather, they like to wilt in, uh, in bouquets, so um, I try to give options there. And in, you know, cooler seasons, it's a lot easier. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, they're always popular. Awesome. Uh, we, we get a lot of questions for peonies and dahlias, and so peonies are your spring bloom locally, and dahlias are your fall 
late summer to early fall blooms. Um, and they're gorgeous. And the local, the ones grown locally are great. Peonies this season can be extended a little bit, um, for, from July to September, we can get them from Alaska. But, um, when brides show me peonies and their weddings in November, I'm like, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) but, but then the dahlias are kind of the opposite. They're, they're that, um, the fall wedding flower and we love to use those too. That's super helpful. Awesome. And I know you like to source a lot of your stuff locally as we were talking about. So maybe talk a little bit about that and how the season can affect your selection. Sure. Um, it's kind of a two part question. So I'll start with the local part of it. Um, we have on the shore, a handful of flower farmers that I like to work with. Um, being on the shore, I have to go a little farther to get to my farms. So, um, but I've built the relationship with those farmers. And so I try to keep in contact with them when I have weddings coming up as to what they have in season and that matches, you know, my bride's color palette, um, and style. So it's a good relationship to have. And I like to support local farms. Mm Um, it's, if you have an interest, if brides have an interest in going all local for their wedding flowers, um, we can do that. It's a little bit more difficult to try to match your Pinterest dreams because Uh we have to go with what's growing. And so there's beautiful local blooms. Um, but you know, a lot of times in the summertime, for instance, the local blooms are bright and bold colors, majority of them. You know, we have a lot of zinnias and solutions and um, snapdragons, and they come in beautiful pinks and yellows and oranges and um, purple. And so, you know, when you have a lot of blush and bra and white weddings, mm-hmm. we, you know, I'm then I'm limiting on the different varieties of flowers that I can use. The other thing that you can always go with as far as not just local, but you could go with American grown and support just American farms as well. There's a movement for the American grown flower farms. And I've worked with um, some florists that only source American grown flowers to support that movement. And that's another great direction um, because then you can get flowers from Alaska. You're getting flowers from Hawaii, Florida, California, um, and you're then the amount of variety and um, options goes up. Cool. I think it's cool that um, that that option is available. Are there any go-tos for you if someone wanted just something like out of the ordinary, like some kind of fun little pop of something interesting? There's... I tend to show them because sometimes what I think is interesting, <laughs> somebody else might not. Yeah. Um, some things that I think that are fun to add as are herbs, um, things like rosemary, sage, thyme. They're yeah. great greenery. They smell nice, um, and they just are a little bit something different to look at. And I like to add sometimes dried items, like um, there's bleached greenery so then it's you know these fun white greens that are dried there's different kinds of pods um, scabiosa pods or lotus pods even things like cotton um, that's been picked in the fall I have family yeah I have family in North Carolina that grows cotton and it's just a really pretty thing to add in 
um, a fall bouquet. I think it looks really cool. Um, sometimes adding non-floral elements, like I've added copper wire or, you know, pearls, those kinds of things into bouquets just for a little pop of something interesting. Scented flowers, I've had some requests for things that really do smell. Sometimes people are like, I don't want anything to stink. Yeah. <laughs> but things that you know smell, there's certain flowers and greeneries that have great scents. Um, scented geranium, your garden roses, peonies, freesia smell really nice. Um, and then another interesting thing that can be added is plants and um, items that you wouldn't maybe typically think of being in floral design, like kale, artichoke, and even hops are really fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. I feel like I may have seen some bouquets with like artichokes. So that's such a cool idea. And I've seen more and more with like that use succulents too. Yes. Succulents, succulents have, have surged in popularity and air plants are really fun as Hmm. well. Um, the nice thing about those two items in your bouquets is that they can be kept as like a souvenir almost. Um, And so an air plant is super easy to take care of because you just kind of like spritz it with some water once a month or so. Mm -hmm. And and it's good to go. It doesn't require a lot of um, high maintenance care, but then you now have something you can keep from your wedding bouquet. Oh my gosh, I love that. I've never thought of that, but how cool to like have something on your kitchen counter that's like, oh, that was with me on my wedding day. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, and along that same line, I know a lot of couples choose to incorporate a lot of personal items into their wedding. And I've seen a lot of bouquets in particular with like brooches or handkerchiefs or charms or some kind of sentimental piece. So is there a best way to incorporate that into their flowers? It just depends on what the item is. I have had a number of brides that want to incorporate some sentimental token on their bride bouquet. Um, A lot of times they want it there tied to the handle of the bouquet Uh so that almost that they can feel that item. You don't see it so much when they're walking down the aisle as opposed to they know that it's there, like a little um, charm or I've done um, a necklace, like a rosary. I, I even had a mother of the bride surprise her daughter by having a piece of her wedding gown. The, the mother's wedding gown was tied in as the bouquet wrap to the daughter's bouquet That's so cool. um, as a surprise for her on the morning of the wedding. Um, I've had brooches as the other thing. Those, those are fun because they um, brooches are a nice thing to tuck in the top of the bouquet um, so you can really see that. Yeah, yeah awesome. it's always it's always fun to add something personal and give your wedding meaning. Yeah, yeah. So do you have like the like a favorite thing that you do, like something that you'll never get sick of that you want to do more of? Um, bouquets are probably my favorite thing to do, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, a bride's bouquet can take me hours to do sometimes. Um, I'll put them together and take them apart three times if I don't like how it's come together but sometimes I have an idea in my head of how I want it and sometimes I just let the flowers do their thing and go oh that looks cool that way um but every time you do a bouquet it comes out different and so it's just it's always a challenge like okay you might have three weddings in a row that are blush and white yeah how can I make each one of these individual and unique and special for that bride 
And the bride's bouquet is, to me, the most important part of all of the wedding flowers. Um, it's the first flower she sees that day, because I drop them off early. Mm -hmm. um, so it's her first taste of what her wedding flowers are going to look like. And so many times you walk into that bridal suite and they're like, oh my gosh, now it feels like a wedding because I have my flowers. Yeah. Um, so I, I like to really focus on the bouquet. Um, the other things are fun. Installations <laughs> are always fun and a challenge. Um, those, you know, flowering trees has been a thing. <laughs> yeah. um, that's been fun to add to my repertoire and, you know, flowering barn doors. <laughs> um, so those, those, you know, really are the showstoppers. Those are always great, but th there's just something about the bride's bouquet that is extra special. Yeah. I love that. And do you take one wedding a day or can you do more than that? It depends. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have like a full staff. I am, um, kind of jack of all trades for my business. I do it all. Sure. I get um, that. <laughs> I, I do have a part-time help. Um, but right now as, uh, and I call in help as I need it. So if I have more than one wedding, um, they have to be able to be delivered in correct timing so mm -hmm. that, um, everybody gets everything they need. Um, sometimes I do offer for a pickup option, which has worked out really nice because I can, still design beautiful wedding flowers and um, the bride has had someone pick up their flowers for them. Yeah. That's and really smart. Yeah. It's, it, and it's really a, also something that I tell um, for budget purposes, mm. you know, if, if my delivery fee and setup fee is going to really cut into your budget, you know, because you have a smaller budget, then your best option is to come get those things and you've saved on that charge. Yeah, that's a great option. Well, that was all like amazing information. It's always intrigued me the, the different kinds of flowers and how seasons affect it and how, you know, local growers affect um, what you can and can't work with. Um, so that's awesome. Um, I love to sort of end on maybe like an uplifting story or your favorite part of the job or something along those lines. So if you would care to share that. I guess for me, just seeing my business grow has been super uplifting mm -hmm. as um, this has been my 2019 is my third year in business for myself. I grew up working in the flower industry. I had a cousin that owns a florist and floral business. And so I started when I was like 17 learning the business and learning the basics of design. And then I continued to work part-time for florist and, um, specifically wedding florist as I got older. And 2017 I went out on my own after having done friends and family weddings for years mm -hmm. so I guess my goals for myself were maybe not as uh lofty as they should have been <laughs> I am um, I you know you have a goal for like oh, okay I'm gonna do one wedding a month and maybe I'll I'll get some business we'll see and my business really took off um after doing a few styled shoots and, you know, pushing my creative boundaries. And um, just a few weeks ago, I got so tickled because a stranger came up to me at a local um, event in town and was just gushing that she followed me on Facebook and loved my flowers and loved my designs Aww. and was just, just loved to see my work. 
and I didn't know her from Adam, and <laughs> she, she just was so, you know, over the top about my flowers. And so that was just really encouraging to me that, you know, my work is getting out there and that it's affecting people that that aren't necessarily brides, that aren't my clientele, but people just even in my own community are in, are just made happy seeing my flowers. And so um, I just thought that's really encouraging. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That's really special. I think definitely creatives can kind of set the bar too low for themselves because <laughs> yeah. I just kind of don't know – uh, you know, they don't know the scale of things yet, which is totally normal, but I totally feel you on that one. So that's really cool. Um, it's been really cool to, for me to watch your, your business grow and, and have <laughs> friends who have reached out to you and used you. So that's awesome. And then if you want to give one pro tip for brides listening. I would say for my brides, I uh, encourage flexibility. Um, a lot of times you do have your wedding vision and you want it to be the perfect day. And as vendors, that's what we want to do for you. I want to give you the perfect flowers for your wedding. Um, but the vendors are also the experts in the field. Yeah. So you should trust their expertise as well. So when you come with your Pinterest board visions and we, you know, I'm going to try to guide you to best fit your budget and fit, you know, what's available in the season and be able to show you, okay, I see what you're wanting. Now here, help me guide you into what's going to work best to accomplish that for you and I think um, just knowing that your vendors do have your best interest in mind when they're giving you suggestions and um, that just to have a little bit of flexibility in there to um, let them excel for you yeah that's great advice trust your vendors I love it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then how about one pro tip for other vendors listening I think the big thing is, you know, communication, the, the community over competition and yeah. and communicating with each other. Um, and that would be, I say, from florist to florist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that I've built great relationships with some of my local, I guess they would be competitors, but I see them as flower friends <laughs> um, <laughs> and that we can all help and support each other. I just had a large wedding that I needed extra hands for, and I was able to call on a couple other florists in the area to to, to be those hands for me and trust that um, they would do a good job. Mm-hmm. And we worked together and pulled off an amazing wedding. And so just to be able to, um, to have those relationships is important. And, and in communicating with other vendors, you know, as a florist needing to communicate with um, wedding coordinators, day of coordinators, um, even like I talk a lot of times to cake vendors Hmm. the bakery because they need flowers for their cakes and so we have to work together and what's going to work best um, to accomplish the things on the wedding day just to be very open with communication and support each other yeah I love that too that's a great great advice and what is the best way for people to get in touch with you so I like to use email for my communication Mm -hmm. um You can go on my website and fill out the contact form. My website is www.jstarsflowerbarn.net, which is star with two R's. So it's J-S-T-A-R-R-S, flowerbarn.net. And you can always follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and that's also at jstarsflowerbarn.net. 
Awesome. Well, it has been so, so wonderful to have you. I'm so glad that you could join us. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of the DMV Wedding Pros Podcast. As always, you can find Jamie's information in the show notes, her website, Instagram, and Facebook, and go show her some love. You can join us over on Instagram. It's just at DMV Wedding Pros Podcast. And DM us and let us know who else you want to hear on the show. You can also comment on Jamie's posts. Let us know what you loved about the episode. And if you're on Apple, you can leave us a rating and review and let future listeners know what they can expect and why they should tune in. Till next time.